THC Podcast, sponsored by what? FastCustomShirts.com, here at BoyGob.com, now with 50% less color. Joe, normally I'd take this time and say, hey buddy, how's your week been? But I'd like to, you know, narrow it down a little bit. Hey, Joe, how's your about mm, last 12 hours been? Yeah, that sucked. You watch anything? On the road? No, I just watched (laughs) zooming in in front of me and going across three lanes and like fighting for some space and like going off the road into like the fucking culvert and into the fucking shit and uh you did that i did not do that because i was in a rental you see and this rental um one of these cars that's real low to the ground but you know not for effect or anything it's just the way (laughs) it wasn't part of the community hey yeah (laughs) you know it is a it's just like the way things are over there now. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this car like it was uh, capable of off-terrain uh, driving, so I stayed in, you know, just <laughs> Oh, hey, look, we're at three miles per hour now. This is cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where were you coming back from? Corpus Christi. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Okay, sure. Yeah, so usually it takes a uh, about an hour and a half, an hour forty five minutes to get from Corpus Christi to San Antonio. It was like that stretch took three hours. And that fucking sucked, you know. And 
sucked. You said fuck audio books because I like to read. Well, I mean, I do like audio books, but I didn't want to bore Lisa all to hell with the book I'm listening to, which I think is fucking great, but she might not. The only one she dozed off that I put the book on. The other time I, you know, had a variety of music, you know, like Dio, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, you know. Elf. Elf. The other guy. Ronnie and the Pharaohs. Fuck yeah. Hey, Joe, are your nips popping? Because I sure am cold. It's a bit cold in here, which is kind of strange because Texas is hot. And uh, tonight it's cold for some reason. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's cold to you. Yeah, but... Okay, or not. You know, the thing is... What's cold to you, motherfucker? uh, If you had a place to hide, humans are the warmest place, Tom. You know what's probably the warmest place of all in a human? I'm sure. (laughs) You know, but we'll get to that, Joe. Let me ask you a question. There, Joe, I'm here for... Hmm, I've been doing a little drinking. It's Labor Day. You should. <sighs> I could not drink. Got mm. off the road, huh? <laughs> no shit. Oh, it was pretty good. I woke up and was like, yeah. The, I fucking... You know, I always hate when people say, oh, the client. But saying, oh, the supporter, that sounds very drug related. Mm. Oh, yeah, the the person who supports me. But the fellow who uh, is getting a custom mask right now, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Terrific. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to wake up, do a little fucking once over on this mask, get it all molded and shit. And then, you know, I'm going to go fucking, yeah, slap it on there, you fat bitch. Get it done. And then, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie. Then I'm going to fucking drink some beer and just float around in the pool like a manatee for hours. And I did all that shit, Joe. All that shit I wanted to do, I fucking did. And then my fuck, I heard a toasty. Then I was like, hey, man, fuck you. I'm going to drive off a cliff. And I said, oh, man. I'm just going to let this sit here a little bit. And here we are an hour and a half later. So I appreciate you for that shit, Joe. Yeah, so for those of you uh, (laughs) truncated show because we're not doing a list today we are not oh shit i'm doing my list and you could just skip yours and talk about people like oh i might have liked them probably not but after this we'll wipe our hands and go to something else joe that shit's not that important to fucking carry a list over (laughs) go through uh 
the Smash Mouth guys IMDB as we usually we can't know. Fuck, dude, if we didn't bring up Terry Funk, we're not bringing up this fucking guy. Like for real. If the Funker didn't get something, like no, I don't want to say. Well, fuck this guy, but you know. I do. <laughs> well, fuck. um, yeah, so we're just gonna roll right into it and uh tom's gonna tell us because he watched a lot of movies i didn't i'll talk about some other things but go, tom go ahead and you watch i just wanted to know if you like comic books i've been known to like a comic book do you like tales from the crypt <laughs> time for tonight folks Oh shit! Don't worry, Joe. I only watched three episodes Fuck of <laughs> <laughs> from the Crypt season two. I watched uh, episode one, which I think was entitled "Dead Right." It is. It was entitled "Dead Right." Can't remember why, but uh, this... excuse me, Top Poker is what it was called. No, we'll get to that though. All right. This one was called Dead Right. I don't know why, but it was called Dead Right. No, we'll get to that. This one was called Dead Right. I don't know why, but it was called Dead Right. No, we'll get to that. Anyways, Joe, in this one, Demi Moore. Let me ask you this, Joe. What kind of name is Demi, and why would you want more of it? Demi is like a prefix, like a demigod or something like that, right? I asked you. Yeah, well. Anyways, the whole Bruce Willis was fucking stars in this episode of Tales from the Crypt. And uh, something or other, she needs a job. Maybe she was working as a hooker. No, she gets a job working as a hooker, a.k.a. a waitress at a strip club. And uh, she goes to see the great Malinka, this fortune teller who's a lady. And he says, Oi, mate, I'll see your future. You're going to marry a fat bloke, and then you're going to get some money, yeah? And then, uh, what's his name? Larry David. He's a big fat guy. And he walks into the strip club that Demi Moore is working in. And he says, ho, ho, mon ami, do you sell onion rings here? And she says, you fat bitch, get liquored up and take your ass to Burger King. So he does. And the next day he comes back. Those were some good on your rings, mon ami. Here's a ring. Will you marry me? I have a lot of money. I'm going to inherit a lot of money. And she says, Oi, that's what the great Malinka told me. She said I was going to marry a fat guy and inherit a lot of money. So he marries or she marries him. Turns out that he has siblings, so he's not going to get all the money that she thought he was. 
So she's all pissed off about it, and her gold-digging ass goes to the grocery store. And you know what happens, Joe? She gets some groceries. She does. And on her way out, they says, stop there, bitch. Is you stealing? Just kidding. You're the one millionth customer. Here's one million dollars, you filthy bitch. And then she goes home and says, hey, you fat slob of a fuck. I got all this money, and now I'm leaving. And he goes, oh, Frank Zito, you stupid bitch. You're not leaving me, and stabs the fuck out of her. And then he gets the electric chair, which it's pretty early in this season, the first episode. So we're the seventh episode into the series, and they've used the electric chair finale twice. So that sucks. So, this one was okay. Uh, ah, man, looking at these. You know, silicone isn't much better. It just looks nicer because of the paint jobs and shit. But looking at these prosthetics on a face, try to move and look like it's real flesh and shit. Great sculptures, but the simulation... It is it is what it is, Joe. This one uh it was whatever. I remember it and that's about that. Do you remember this one at all? I don't remember that one. You'd okay. So Joe, episode two of Tales from the Crypt, season two. This one is called The Switch. And I thought this shit was way later on in the series, like maybe fucking season three, four. But uh, this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger directed episode. Do you remember this one? Yeah, I remember that being way later in the seasons, like maybe season four or five. Fuck no, me too, but fuck no. This is the fucking eighth episode. Wait. Yeah, this is the eighth fucking episode, man. And he's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it for maybe like 15 fucking seconds. Maybe. So uh, we talked about this one before. Like, you got to be not that old school of a listener, but you got to go back to the podcast days. This was a joke we'd always do where it's the fucking, you know, the younger guy just talking like the old guy in his creepy old guy voice. His name is something Hickey, Joe. I can't remember it now, but I remembered it about two hours ago. James Hickey? Maybe. Sounds about right. Tiberius Hickey, I think it was. Does that sound right? Yes. Uh, So, this fucking Milton Hickey uh, so old fucking guy who talks like this. Oh yeah, he talks like that. Can't get over the way this fucking asshole speaks. Luckily, he's not around for him to hear this shit, but his family is. So I apologize. Anyway, this lispy old fuck. He uh he has this young broad. He's probably not fucking, but he wants to. And she's just like, ah, your face is fucked. 
you're just you're you're an old man and i just can't because you're ugh, it's your face <laughs> so he says oh okay well i'll be back so he goes to this old creepy castle and talks to a fucking german with a fucking comical monocle, a comical monocle show. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, we do this surgery. It's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, oh, you fuck. That's a lot of money. Well, he's just like, really, it's only ten thousand dollars for me to do the surgery, but it's ninety thousand dollars. For you to get your face from fucking this guy over here. An in-shape guy walks down the stairs. He's like, ah, I'll take it. So he gets old man, gets a new face. Oh, you got this new face, but you're still an old fuck. So he goes back and gets the body. Oh, all right, I'll almost fuck you, but your legs are still old and weird. So he goes back and gets the legs. And then he says, baby, I'm home and I've been all fixed up in the apartment. The guy, the landlord who is renting the apartment to her is like, hold the fuck on now. Don't go in there. This bitch left. But here's her new address. Don't come in here. So he fucking scampers off to... uh her new address it's like this high-rise apartment and shit he says baby i got you this onion ring of an engagement ring how about you marry me that i'm still old as shit but i look like the fucking other guy i took all the pieces from and she says no you old fuck i'm marrying the guy that you gave all your pieces to who's young and has money <laughs> tales from the crypt you remember that one somewhat not really <laughs> you remember that one and it's a classic motherfucker don't fake the funk on this one it was a classic it was a classic it was because Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it that would be the only reason why people would remember this one and that lispy fucking idiot but yeah this one it's good because it sucks so far, nothing has been spectacularly awesome about Tales from the Crypt, Joe. And a lot of people, including myself, love this shit. But that's okay, because now we're on episode three, season two, Tales from the Crypt. This one is Cutting Cards, Joe, with our boy old scrotal face himself, Lance Henriksen. You remember this one? He was a gamble lord. He's a cowpoke, and he rides on in to Las Vegas, and he says, hey, your nemesis is back there. Why don't you go gamble with him? And they start off throwing dice, and Lance Henrik says, fuck this pussy shit! We're going to fucking play Russian roulette. So they go out into a back alley and play Russian roulette. But, uh, like, they, they do it six times and all, but when you play Russian roulette, aren't you supposed to spin the chamber 
between each one, so it's like a mystery. Well, that's a uh, that's Eastern Russian roulette. <laughs> oh, that's a variation on the sport, huh? Okay, so they play regulation rules, I guess, where they just play until it clicks and you're dead. And, uh, you know, dag nabbit, it doesn't go off. So Lance Hagerson's like, oh, did you put a dummy round in this? You tried to fuck me. Now we're going to chop off each other's fingers until the last one loses. And then they keep getting all these draws, Joe, just draws. And it's equal, equal, equal until all their arms and all their legs are chopped off and they're just locked up in a mental institution playing chess like bumping heads and trying not to kiss each other. Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) You remember this one? Yes. You remember this one? Oh, Lance Hendrickson's great. I know I gave him shit before until he held the door open for me and Lori twice. And now he's the fucking greatest guy ever. But hell of an actor, Joe. Hell of an actor. Yeah, he is. After after Jean-Claude passes on, I'd love to go through his filmography. (laughs) And those were the episodes of Tales from the Crypt, so... That one guy who was asking, there's your fucking three episodes. See in six months when I do one more. Hey, Joe, what'd you watch? Zombie 5. Now, I watched two or three weeks ago, but we didn't talk about it because we were talking about John Claude. And I thought it'd be kind of rude of of, uh, me to talk about something that's not John Claude. So we did. Uh, I watched uh, Zombie Five, also known as Killing Birds. Now this one starts out with this cat. He's coming home from the war, you see, and he's coming home, got his fatigues on, and he's carrying a duffel bag. And they don't show his face. Walks up the porch, goes through you know one of those fancy you know screened-in porches. And there's a bunch of birds there, Tom. Like, uh, like, like they collect birds or something. Because you can't have a bird as a pet. And people can say, "Yeah, it's a pet." Well, no, you just put it in a fucking cage and throw, you know, newspaper down there or something. But it's not like, "Hey, let's go for a fly this morning." You can't do shit with a bird. You know, it's just a clean up after it and show it to your friends. Hey, here's my bird. Yeah, <laughs> fucking suicidal. This uh, is life. So, uh, yeah, if you have anybody heard that, fucking tell you. Um, <laughs> Corey has a parrot. And so, every time I go over there, I'm just like, man, let's just let it out and go free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a monster. Like, they go air, they go in the, like, it has its own room. They try and go in there and do shit to it, but and it's just a fucking winged monster trying to attack them anytime. Uh, no, they're fucking captors, is what they are. You know, yeah, that's just fucking cruel. Uh, anyway, 
So this guy, you know, he goes in the house because it's his house, you know. He's fucking coming back from the war, you know, wants to see his lady, you know, get some sexing on. But uh, holy shit, there's already some other guy in the in the bed. So this whore's been sleeping around, Tom. So he cuts her throat, cuts his throat, you know, close-ups on these cuts, and they don't look too good. But it seems like that's the only... Uh, trick the special effects guy has in his repertoire. I'm going to do a throat cut. It's going to look really good. <laughs> it looks alright. Um, <laughs> while, while that's going on, some other folks drive up, and I'm guessing it's uh, his mom and dad, or her mom and dad, and they got a little baby with them, which I guess it's supposed to be his baby, but he was away at war. So, I don't know. They do usually, I think Vietnam was like, a, you had a 12th 12 month rotation so it's gotta be somebody else's anyway he kills the <laughs> old folks and leaves the baby or takes the baby the baby they all get arrested him and the baby and then uh oh no no he's walking after doing that he i guess decides to to say goodbye to the birds and the birds start attacking him tom and they one of them comes and pulls his eye out Oh, and the other one like blinds him in the other eye. So they're taking him to the asylum. Let's flash forward 20 years or so. And we got some uh, college kids. And they are, uh, I don't know what you call bird science people, but they're birds. <laughs> uh, they're trying to like find species that are on the verge of being extinct. So they're the. Uh, the blue-bellied cockswallow, we'll call it. <laughs> they say, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be here in Louisiana, so let's go over there. We're all Italian, but we're going to speak American. Uh, uh, this chick that writes for the college newspaper goes with them. And uh, they get to the blind guy's house. He's out of the asylum now, and he gives them some information because he knew about birds, I guess. And... Uh, so they're cruising around. They Ornithologist. Ornithology. There you go. Now, they're just wandering around Louisiana. They don't find They eventually find this old house. Okay, so they get to this house, and zombies start attacking the house, Tom. Why? Because it's a fucking Italian movie, and that's all these fucks know. You know, zombies and black-gloved killers. Uh, With a Z. Killers, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it. Zombies start killing them off one by one. It's pretty boring. Kind of a shitty This Zombie 5. Fucking sucks. Do not recommend it. It is a for sale box, uh, which I'll be taking to Tuesday Night Trash tomorrow. I bet you I sell this one. <laughs> this one. I can't believe an Italian movie is a piece of shit, Joe. Hey. Oh, here's the hope and I have an Italian movie on my list. No. Let me ask you this, Joe. You like the Ninja Turtles? Not really. You know, I didn't grow up with that shit the way a lot of people did. A lot of people that I know. 
You did just buy a figure, though, a Ninja Turtles figure. I bought a Frankenstein figure. I didn't buy a Ninja Turtles. Nah, it's more of a Frankenstein's monster figure, but you know, I yeah. can understand why you would say that. Because he was created by a guy named Frankenstein, so his dad, so his name is Frankenstein. His papa. His sensei. So, Joe, there was a hit motion picture in the theaters called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> Heroes in a half shell. Mm, I need candy. So in this one, it's a whole new take on the Ninja Turtles for the new generation. Uh, Baxter Stockman, he's working at whatever the fuck company makes the uh, ooze or the goo. And uh, he's making like uh, mutant animals in test tubes because he doesn't have a family. And then the company raids the place and says, you son of a bitch. And instead of giving him a handshake, the guards shoot him in the fucking head. So he has one experiment who's a fly who's uh, not in a test tube. So the fly grabs all the other test tube mutants, flies out into the sewer. A fucking uh, vial of reagent goes into the sewer. The turtles wallow around in it. The rat Eat. finds them. They what? What's a reagent? Oh, for like for reanimator that glow in the dark shit. Ah, uh, isn't you. that what it's called? Sure. I thought it was called the reagent. I don't know. I mean, fuck. That I mean, sounds... maybe you're not just the fucking biggest reanimator fan as I am. You some bitch. That is three weeks. Damn, we gonna do the reanimator movies next? I'm down Wait. with that shit. Hell yeah. Spoiler alert, you might Resident. have a there might be a Herbert West mask coming soon. Just because I think that'd be an awesome paint job if you get what I throwing down. Damn Rainbow Sherbert West. Fuck yeah. I've been drinking. What the fuck was I just talking about? Ninja Turtles? Hmm. So the, the Turtles are growing up nowadays. And Shield. Who? Huh? Yeah, dude. I fucking all day I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> like Rocksteady and Bebop, Mondo, Gecko, Leatherhead, Wingnut. All your favorite toys are in this movie. But it's weird because they're not really villains and it's just this made up for the movie, which is fine. This is for children, after all. This made up for the movie villain, Superfly, voiced by Ice-T and He's the one who gathered up all his brothers and sisters, and it's 15 years later, and the Ninja Turtles say, hey, guys, let's fight for good instead of evil, and they all fight Superfly, and he turns into like a weird 
amalgam giant kaiju type monster and they defeat him whatever and turtle power it's okay you already know if you're gonna see this shit or not let me hear I'll your ne- oh shit so Lil John featuring uh, Ice Cube sorry if I said Ice T I meant to say Ice Cube Ice uh-huh. tea, I could do it. If you said ice tea, here's my ice tea impression. That's pretty good, right? I'm gonna get you, Leprechaun. BC, BC. Yeah, body count, body count. John Claude Van Damme, just good <laughs> stuff. Love that music video. Yeah, this movie was whatever. You already know if you're going to watch Ninja Turtle shit or not. I'll never watch it again. Joe will never watch it, but. The animation style was cool. Like it almost looked like it was like claymation stop motion shit. It was just like, why don't you just make it claymation stop motion? That'd be fucking awesome. You know, if you wanted to stand out in all this turtle shit, you should have done that. Because then people would remember that like they did motherfuckers in the practical suits and shit. That's what I would have went with, but I'm just a piece of shit saying this movie was whatever. (laughs) But that's fine, Joe. Speaking of movies that were whatever, have you ever seen Scanner Cop 2? I think so. I have a 4K Blu-ray right here that I'm holding upside down because I don't really care. Uh, it was like a nice, like, oh, yeah, that would have been a movie I would have rented at the video store movie. It's very of its time, early to mid-90s. Uh, there's some cool melting effects in it. Objectively, I don't like the sculptures of the masks with the melting, but that's okay. You might like them, but uh, everything else is, like, fun to look at. I just don't know if I'll ever watch it again, Joe. Would you like to buy it from me? Maybe. No, I'll just give it to you if you want it. <laughs> Let me see if I got anything else on the list. Hey, Joe. Hmm? You ever heard of a movie called Murder Size? I have. Have you? What have you heard of this supposed movie? Uh, It is a throwback to the slashers of the 80s maybe no it is a uh, horror comedy no Uh, maybe depending on what you find funny yeah but yes I've heard of it Tom (laughs) no I was just gonna like when you'd say stuff I'd let you know yes or no you only heard two things about it, I heard then. Uh no. I've seen a lot of shit like, hey, we're making this movie murder size on my Facebook feed for like a year. And then I seen it come out, it's like, hey, two dollars on Amazon? That's more than fair. I will give you the two dollars to watch your movie and 
So it's about a group of ladies who get together because they're going to shoot an aerobics VHS. And uh, it's funded by the mob. It's shot in a very small room. And the mob wife who is funding the movie is played by your boy, Ginger Lynn Allen. And would you believe it? Grandma pops the gimmicks out, Joe. I would believe it. She still works. But at a certain point, you got to grow up. You would think, but no. Some people, they just can't do anything else. You know how, you know, you got that picture with them? And it wasn't in the best light. It was just like, oh, it makes them look kind of old. That's the lighting they used for all of his fucking shit in this movie. Oh, fuck. Uh, you gotta, you gotta like real cornball shit. Like, there's a line between cheesy and corny. Like, man, corny's not good. Like, when I fucking say something dumb and go... And then Joe just sits there like, you fucking dickhead. That's not good. That's corny. That's why I'm doing it. But it's because it doesn't work. And uh, for me... Nothing in this works. It's one of these movies. Oh, look, tits, 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 tits. At the end, there was a cool... I can't even say that, dude. Like, they had an effective kill at the end, which was the only thing really worth talking about. But um, the editor said, let's use everything we can. It was a chainsaw going into a head. And they used maybe more than 10 seconds. I would say 10 seconds is a good, because that's even a lot. They showed 10 seconds of this not good head with a chainsaw going through it. But, you know, if you show like fucking a half a second here and then a half a second there in between cuts, it would have been pretty cool. It's another one of those things. I've been guilty of it. My shit where it's just like, oh, it just looks so funny and cool or whatever. Let's just use it. But if you tighten up that editing, it would be awesome. But a lot of this, it was just like, ah, is this over yet? When is this going to be over? Because it's a horror comedy and none of the comedy really worked for me. It the concept reminds me of something uh seductive alternative cinema would have done. I think Bite Me or Bug Out was a movie they did. Sort of kinda reminded me of this, but take the bug away and put a killer in it. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh corny shit sucks and Okay, closure to our viewers. Uh, I make shirts for murder. Uh, so if you want a murder size shirt, go to fastcustomshirts.com right up here. Check it out up here. But uh, 
More disclosure, I also for alternative slash deductive cinema. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. As I've tried to tell people before, uh, I'm grateful for the work people send me, but I try not to watch movies that I'm making shirts for just in case I really, really don't like it. Because if you do ask me, I don't like your I didn't like it or whatever. I'm, I'm uh, honest about my reviews and stuff. But uh, so, yeah, I haven't watched Murder Size. But Are you going to? Uh, maybe if somebody gives me a copy. Um, but I have a lot of movies also. I'll give that, you $2 so you can rent it off the internet. That people have given me copies of that I still haven't watched. You know, so... Including a couple from from this uh, production company, A uh, and P Films. So I think I have uh, her name is Revenge or something. Her name is Vengeance. Some, something send them other. my way. I'll watch them and say, Joe. Uh, no, that that one I actually did want to watch. Um, this one, one of the things that in the trailer that throws me off, and I I get that it's uh, tongue in cheek. But this is for like all the movies that people do, independent filmmakers, that they make a movie that's supposed to be set in the 80s or whatever, and you get independent actresses or whatever you want to call them that have tattoos all over them. Yeah, and that's like thrust. That's kind of the crowd that it appeals to. But that wasn't a thing in the 80s. Uh no, but that's the actresses they can get to act in these type of movies who'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of shit I watch. And, you know, I don't think that started coming around until maybe like mid 2000s. Was it very common to see women with the tattoos all over them in the 80s? You had to be working for a circus or be some more. <laughs> you fucking freak, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. True, it was. Yeah. That wasn't common at all, man. So, what are you, a biker? Right. <laughs> JR's just like, yeah, you fuck. What's it to you? <laughs> Speaking of which, happy birthday, Sir Charles. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it eventually or whatever, but, uh, but for right now, I mean, it, you'll like it because, you know. Yeah. Well, it, like if they came through on the nudity, that's great. No, you know, yeah, you, they did. That's it. All right. I mean that that makes up for a lot of uh, shit uh, that independent filmmakers do wrong. You know, if you want to go throwback, definitely throw in the nudity because that was commonplace all the time. Like, I've done some fucked up shots in my day for sure, but some of these shots are concerning. It's like, do you accidentally pull an outtake into the timeline? So, I mean, it is, there's, there's an audience for it for sure. Maybe if I was fucking 15 or even 10 years younger, I just think my days of watching, like, uh, Micro budget shot in my backyard bullshit or over. Maybe something will come along that'll tickle my fancy, but I mean this is a micro budget thing. And excuse me. 
this was a Kickstarter or Indiegogo shit or whatever. They got, uh, I think it was like thirty-four or thirty-seven thousand. I know it costs money to make a movie. Let's just say everybody got paid, and uh, you know they had to print up the DVDs and give you some of that money for the shirts, but. Maybe this is just the way that independent people make movies nowadays. We throw a tagline out at you and we'll make whatever we can for this amount. I don't know. It's It sucks because I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm not a businessman. Sorry, that's why I'm going to fucking die poor. But... That's the fucking way it is. I just, uh, shit like that makes me fucking sick. We'll talk about that a little later. But, you know, the people who just do the shit for the money, it's like, oh, we got to strike why the oil's hot and pump them full of bullshit, baby. I, uh, hey, man, I know you're not buying my shit and I don't like it, but. I like it, and that's where I'm fucking up. So, see you in hell, motherfucker. Joe, what'd you watch? Uh, I went to a concert on Friday. Uh, Young Amsterdam. I was looking for a concert to go to for his birthday. and uh, The one he wanted to go to, I didn't particularly want. So, I found another one. said, hey, look, these guys are playing Oh, yeah, we can go see the. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, I gave Roop some money, and uh, off we went this past Friday. Yes, Friday. To see. Uh, who the hell do we. Exhumed. And, and the Cavalera Brothers. And the Exhumed, I've seen before, and they put on a good show, but the Cavalera Brothers, I've never seen. You know, and they've been in. They've been around shit for a long time, and I've always wanted to see them. But at first, you know, it was rare that they'd come to the U.S. because they're Brazilian, you see, Tom. Sepultura. And they were also the band. Sepultra! Nail Bomb and the band, uh, shit, what else? Uh, Soulfly and, uh, I don't know, just a number of bands and all the shit's good, but, uh. Can I uh, ask you if you've ever went to the Tattoo the Earth or Tattoo the World Festival? Do you remember that one? I don't remember that festival at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but this was at the Granada Theater in Dallas, Texas, in Lower Greenville. Um, <laughs> this is an old theater, an old movie theater that's been converted to like a music venue. But... That sucks. Yeah. Right? I mean, what the fuck? Would you rather have it be a music venue or a movie theater? After listening to the sound in this place, a movie theater. <laughs> the sound- but I mean, really? You want them tearing down a movie theater so fucking people could play the cello? I don't know, man. It was uh, The sound was terrible. I was very disappointed. Uh they had a couple of records on the merch table I was going to buy, but I was so mad by the end of it. I was like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, Roop 
in Amsterdam. They had a good time, I guess. And as we're leaving, like group groups. Oh, that was fucking awesome, right? That's no, it wasn't, dude. It sounded like shit. And there's a bunch of other bands that are coming through the place that I want to see, but not there. I'm not gonna fucking go back now, you know. And it's unfortunate that. I mean, this place has been around for a while. Nobody's ever told them, hey, the sound fucking sucks here. You know, and I did some research just to see, hey, was it just that night that they have a bad sound guy? Like, no, this is commonplace for the fucking venue. So I don't know. People just like throwing money away. I don't. You know, I want to see the band. I want them to sound good. Uh, fuck it. Fuck me, I guess, you know. <laughs> No, that soured me on a lot of shit. Like, surprisingly, I used to go to concerts all the fucking time. And just, like, a lot of them go through the fucking House of Blues, and it's everything about the House of Blues sucks a fucking dick. Fucking expensive. Yeah, like I'm saying, everything about them fucking just... Mm Oh, yeah, I I don't give a fuck. I got to talk about what I've watched or what, dude, as I said, all day. Because it's Labor Day, you see. Throw his phone in the pool this time. Dude, oh, shit, so many times I check my pockets just to make sure because I'm a nervous fucking idiot. I put it in a Ziploc bag and not a basket on the side. Pardon me. Joe, there's a movie out nobody's talking about. Can you believe it? Yes. Yes, you can. Panic Hispanics. No, we'll talk about that maybe next week. But uh, I heard Mike Mendez, he directed one of them, and I was like, oh, shit, you danced on Graves? Maybe I won't watch this shit. Uh, the new R.L. Stein movie. Fuck no. Well, what? Moon Garden. Have you heard of it? This is about a garden on the moon. I've heard of it. Oh, shit, really? It's a marvelous night for a moon god. <laughs> dee 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 dee. Oh. Ah, it's magic. Dee 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 dee. So this movie is about a uh, a suburban American family. And uh, the husband and wife aren't particularly getting along. Excuse me. And uh, uh A24 or IFC Midnight. This is a Oscoloscope, the people who uh distributed Clay Dream, one of my favorites of last year. Yeah. But Got this is need to watch. Oh yeah, is it pretty good? I need to watch it. Oh, okay. So anyways, <laughs> This movie is about a uh, little girl who witnesses her, uh, I was going to say her husband and wife, but that would be fucking weird. Her mom and dad fighting 
And uh, before this incident, the mom wakes her kid up in the middle of the night and says, Hey, little moosh moosh, come outside. We're going to go on vacation and have the best day ever. And it's just the fucking uh, the kid and the wife going out because, you know, she's getting tired of the husband. So they're just going to leave, presumably, and take off. But uh, the husband comes out and says, oh, you fucking bird, yeah. Drags her out of the car. They all go back inside. Turns out the wife is just fucking nuts. The husband's like, it's oh, he's just the overworking type. I've got this novel I'm writing, and I have a deadline. I have to get it done. Ah, you don't have any time for me. Ah, now I'm a crazy bitch. So uh, the girl finds them fighting, and she fucking says, Enough! I had enough! I'm out of here! I'm divorced! And she runs away, slips on one of her roller skates amongst all these other toys she just lefts out, and then falls down fucking three flights of stairs, hitting her head like 17 times, and then she's in a coma for fucking 90% of the movie. And it's her just going through this dreamscape of imagery. And some of it's good. Some of it's not good. And in the end, we find out if she wakes up from this coma or not. It reminded me a lot of, of like an American low-budget Pan's Labyrinth. But uh, it had some cool shit in it. Like, uh, I want to say it looked like a long-ass music video. And the whole reason they made this movie is because they had these sets they made for a music video. Probably should have looked up what fucking music video they built this shit for. But there's yes, some it. cool... <laughs> Fuck yeah. Right away in my deathbed, deathbed. Right away in my deathbed, deathbed. Right away. That one? It's pretty good, right? Fuck yeah. And they did the demon death in the deathbed, deathbed. Fuck yeah. But yeah, it's worth a watch. I think you would like it. Uh, I mean, it tries to go for like something deep and emotional. It doesn't hit it. There's a five-year-old girl who's like the star of the movie, so a lot of it is fucking hit and miss. But that is what it is when, you know, you're working with children in there. But it's just like, wow, they took the time to do that and do that. It's, uh, if they... Children, I do. But if you listen to that track with some bass in it, it's pretty good. Like, if you're just driving down a country road, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Sing with them, Childs. Fuck. Childs. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> fuck, I hope. Yeah, I guess we will. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's worth a watch. Uh, visually, like, that's visually, it's good. It could have been fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. My mind is blown. Fuck yeah. 
I but, mean, you'll definitely like it because it's like a bootleg ass Pan's Labyrinth, the Alice in Wonderland type shit. So they had but, the Don't Hear No More video set from Tom Petty. Maybe, dude. No, it, it couldn't have been that one. It couldn't have been that one. But I mean, check it out. Okay. Or, don't. No, you, you, Joe, specifically, I think you should check it out before the end of the year. I'm going to start going through my 2023 movies pretty soon. I, I've been, that's what I've been trying to do. It's like, I got to catch up. This year's almost over, and I haven't even worked on my deductibles. Haven't even Fuck. watched Mac. Fuck. Would you watch anything else? No, Tom, but I did. Well, Speaking about comics, I read this thick piece of shit right here. Called, uh, they call it the Joker, but coming to PP Midnight Smoker. It is really all the crossover shit for a a Batman event called Death of the Family, and this started in the regular Batman. T- uh, the Joker's back after being gone. He cut his face off or something and wears it as a mask, his own face, and he's been gone for a year, and now he's back. So the story starts in the regular Batman title and starts out really fucking good. Like, the Joker's really menacing and kind of scary. It's, you know, he's killing people left and right. But then it becomes this big crossover event, and this has all the crossover stuff. You know, and for the most part, the crossover stuff is just garbage. Uh, like I don't, I don't, I hadn't kept up with the crossover stuff. Like Catwoman's title, not very good. Uh, who the fuck else they got here? Like they've got Harley Quinn. She's part of the Suicide Squad. That is not good at all. And uh, but the absolute worst shit in here is uh. There's a title called The Red Hood, I guess. Or Robin and the fucking uh, Teen Titan. But it sucks. It just really sucks. <clears throat> Written by Scott Lobdell. Fabian Nixanganza. You know, the guys that really sucked on the X-Men. But people didn't know that it sucked because uh, they were so flabbergasted by art from... Jim Lee or Fabian or not, uh, Willis Potasio or whatever. But uh, so you can read this and see how much these guys really suck. Do not recommend DC fucks up good stories. Stupid ass big crossover events, just like Marvel does. It's like they have the same business model to fuck over fans. And in most cases, it works. They get their money and left it less. You're one of the uber fans that will like anything they do. Kind of like Star Wars. Which is a whole different nerd. But Tom's... Sorry, I've been fucking drinking. I almost fell over twice on the other side of the camera. Oh, shit. Ah, sorry, everybody. I, uh... This is about it. I was what? Looking for the elevator. 
what I was doing was looking for love in all the wrong places. Hey, hey Joe. Like Do I like what? You keep fading in and out, and I'm not even going to try and fix it. Documentaries. You like documentaries? Fuck yeah. But let me ask you this first, Joe. You mm -hmm. like big-ass fucking sharks, dickhead? Yeah, I like Jaws. Fuck yeah. You ever see The Meg 2, The Trench, starring Jason Schwartz? I haven't seen The Meg 2, The Trench. Have you seen The Meg 1? I've not seen Meg 1. Have you read the books? No, but I have the first one somewhere. I've had it for like 20 years and not read it. Was it Steve Miller Band or something wrote it? Fucking classic. So uh, Jason Statham's back. Only this time there's more Megs. And uh, reminded me a lot of H.P. Lovecraft's Underwater. You remember that one? Vaguely. It was pretty good. It starred Eminem and that one girl. And then Cthulhu was in it. You remember that one? Not really. It was pretty good. So uh, this was severely funded by the Chinese. This was the weirdest goddamn movie I've seen in a while. I can't, I like, I know there was Chinese people in the first one. But this one was just like, yeah, this was funded by Yen. What are you going to do about it? Fight us. We dare you. And it's like I was tricked into seeing a foreign film. I thought it was, a, oh, American blockbuster. Nope. We're not sorry if we tricked you. And they don't care what happens now, Joe. It was whatever. I mean, Underwater had more tense shit. Like, their big set piece is that. And there's just a lot of goofy, dumb bullshit in it. But if you got a lot, if you want to see goofy, dumb bullshit, this is this. There's just not a whole lot there. Uh, if you remember a couple months ago. I was just like, oh, yeah, that Meg trailer came out, and it's cool because they showed the shit from the first book where the fucking giant shark was, like, eating dinosaurs because it was in fucking Jurassic Park times or whatever. And then I'd never said anything else because everything else that came out looked terrible. And then I watched it, and it was just like, ah, yeah. Whatever. Just go watch fucking... Instead of watching this, unless you want to, I mean, it's fine. It's a good... Yeah, I'm gonna fucking vacuum the floor and <laughs> be on the phone while I watch it movie. But, uh, do a double feature of Piranha 3D and, uh, under HP Lovecraft's Underwater instead, and you'll probably have a better time for sure. But nothing spectacular going to fuck on here. And speaking of nothing spectacular going to fuck on, Joe, I watched the Shudder original Shark Exploitation, a documentary that came out a couple months ago 
about shark exploitation movies, Joe. I would say this is about a sixty percent Jaws movies, and then a forty percent other movies. It's just a bunch of talking heads in this. Uh, you know, most people don't pay attention. To like what's written. Hey, person's name and their credentials underneath it. I do though. Because I have nothing better to do with my life. So this lady popped up and she's like, hey, lady's name. And then this and then monster expert. What the fuck does that even mean? I mean, I could think everybody here and everybody watching this anytime ever would agree that, yeah, I think Joe and I are both monster experts. Maybe just technically a little more than I, than Joe, but I would consider us both monster experts. Why, what? What is that? Why would you put that in there unless to make this person look like a fucking fool? Like they <laughs> wanted this fucking, oh, I want to be known as a monster expert. I'm a doctor and went to seven fucking years of monster school. What the fuck? This was your basic fucking Talking Heads documentary with mute movie clips in between and like their uh greek chorus if you will to tie everything together was like a timeline they laid out of movies and when they came out they would keep referring to these this timeline of when things came out and i mean it's all right it's a you know it's a basic crash course and all these fucking uh i was gonna say werewolf shark movies and shit that came out there's uh some sharks getting killed for real on it because they're just showing you the dark side of shark exploitation and how movies actually killed sharks to you know it's all right i mean it's something to watch in the background like if you're doing something one of them shits you know joe i've been drinking have you done anything else or no, but uh, you mentioned earlier that they talked Rob, Rob, and this Rick and Morty's own Rob Schraub. Hmm. I don't know why. Like, that's, oh, hey, check it out. That's yeah. cool, but why? Yeah. So just, I don't know. But I did All know right, this. Fuck that. Hold on. Whoa, that looks nothing like Scud, but good try. Like him. That looks more a, like the Toxic Avenger. The creature that floats around by him and gives him advice. Good. Alright, I, I want to say this. I did see something. I think we talked about it a couple months ago. It was like a Rob Schraub Jaws fan film. And <laughs> I think his dick was Jaws. There was something in it to where it was just dick. And that was the joke that Dick would like. It was a puppet marionette thing. And it was, oh, it's funny because it's his dick. So was it a, 
was this a fan film or just some private message and shit he was sending? It's you? something he made. Like, I forget what the fuck happened, but I was just seeing like, hey, what's he up to? Anything that I give a fuck about? And it was just like, oh, watch Rob Schraub's Jaws, whatever. And it's just him playing with his fucking dick making a Jaws movie. If I can post that shit anywhere, I would, but you know, you can't. But just type in Rob Schraub Jaws into Google, and I'm sure it'll fucking pop up. Uh, but, you know, I watched a little bit, and I was like, what? And then I scrubbed through it, and I was like, yep, that's what it is. And I didn't watch the rest because, yep, that's what it is. So I guess that's why he was interviewed. Uh, I mean, there were people interviewed from the, like, Deep Blue Sea, Megalodon 3. That was good. Like everything they talked about, Megalodon 3, my favorite shark movie, who gives a fuck, but everything you'd want to know, they talked about that movie, even though you can just go on YouTube, learn the blah, 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 blah. Mark Polonia was on it just for a minute, like, I made all these shark movies, and then he named them off, and that was like all they used him for. They didn't have a big thing like backyard bullshit, micro-budget shark movies, just little, hey, these are being made and they're here, blah, blah, blah. A lot, we're still talking about this, goddamn. A lot of it was fucking Jaws-based. If you like shark movies, give it a watch. It's something good to have in the background, but uh, I watched half of it while I was working. And that was like better because I was like sculpting and doing shit and listening to it. And when I actually sat down to watch it, I found myself on the phone. So take mm -hmm. that for what the fuck it is, right? Do I got to keep going? Oh, fuck. We talked about Moon Garden. We talked about the Meg 2. Did we do that one? Talked about both of those, yes. Okay. Ninja Turtles. He started off with that one. Shark exploitation. That's what we just did. Scanner Cop 2. Yes. <laughs> hey, Joe, you want to go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the thing from another world. The thing from another world. This is what, 1950? Yeah. Okay, Jesus so, fucking Christ. This is based on a short story uh, by some guy named something. I don't remember his name, but the story is Who Goes There? But this is one of those 1950s movies from Who This? Nobody fucking knows because everybody, everybody calls oh, it producer. Howard Hawksville. Yeah. But this was the era when the producer was much more important than the director. Why? I don't know. They were the money people, you know? Um, they're the ones getting this shit made, but whatever. Because at that time, like, everybody worked for a studio. So all the actors, all the crewmen, the directors, and everybody, they worked for a specific studio. So they just be like, hey, this crew, you're working on this picture now. So it wasn't like they were plucking and pulling these 
talents to work on movies. You know what I'm saying? When I was a young, impressionable asshole, I read a lot of books about Hollywood and films and, you know, the history. And every one of them kisses the fuck out of Howard Hawks' ass. You know, they talk about his talk about this film, how suspenseful it is. And uh, this film fucking sucks. This is boring as shit, like Tom said. And to begin with, it starts out, you know, some military types, and they're all sitting around talking like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you said it, Captain. <laughs> Shitty, unbelievable characters, acting, dialogue. Uh, Dog, so I tried. When they're like walking through the snow banks and you see the matte painting on the back and they got their bullshit fucking fake snow and they got their little bullshit trail you can walk through and they got their, oh, it's covered in snow cabin on one side and dickheads walking through like, oh, I'm so cold trying to get to my shelter. I'm just like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. This is like, you know, this is quaint. This is old school movie making. This is cool. That sucks when that's <laughs> the best shit you can say. Like, oh, look at them blowing the fucking soap flakes to make them look like they're so cold. That's the best shit in this movie. And it happens like five minutes in. And unless you're like not a fucking movie dork you're not gonna give a fuck about that <laughs> shit so yeah so this is the thing from another world this is uh some military types go to this arctic base where they're doing research on some shit hey they found a ufo but they gotta blow it up out of the ice they do and they hey what's that down there let's all stand in a circle with no, our arms spread out so we can see how big it is the circle it must be a ufo anyway they blow that up but there's still a person trapped in ice and a cube of ice there and is it captain america he's a big guy and everything no we found out later because you know they take that cube of ice back to their base and everything where it just so happens they have a secretary there at this arctic research center that the captain of the ship has a uh, well, not the spaceship, but the uh, airplane, the military guy. He had like a little fling with her. So they're what's the that whore's name? I want to say the one from the Betty Brent. Is that that loose slit from the Daily Bugle? <laughs> no, um, best thing was uh, the snow flying. You know, all the fucking uh, I don't know laundry detergent they use. Soap, yeah, yeah, shaved but soap. I thought this woman was the best thing in the movie. I thought she was very attractive. Uh, what? How can you even tell? I can't even tell with these fucking old black and white movies. Like, oh, yeah, she's pretty hot. It'd be like fucking a mummy now. Yeah, now, but she had a good look to her. I thought <laughs> yeah, that I don't know about that shit, dog. Like women, you like fucking snowflakes or whatever they were using. Ah, dog, you like fucking vampiric apparitions. <laughs> uh, 
a guy that's watching the cube of ice decides to throw a blanket on top of it so he doesn't have to. Not just any blanket. We find out it's a heated blanket. Like, this fucking idiot couldn't tell. Like, oh, I'm so scared. I don't want to look at this monster in the ice. I just want to throw something over it. Like, he doesn't know he's throwing something heavy over it with a cord. That's also hot to the touch. With actually a plant species or something. He's He's a fucking carrot man. He's an alien carrot man. Sucks blood. He needs blood to live, as most plants do. Uh, so what's he do at first? Kills the dogs. There's a scene with him wrestling a bunch of dogs outside in the distance. Kills Red Rocket. Them. Red Rocket. And, uh, yeah. And then he's going after some of the people. But one science guy decides, no, we need to communicate with him, you know. Oh. A smart species, smarter than us, and we have to to learn from it. You know, there's all these trope type characters, and like I said, the the dialogue is just shit, and you don't care, you don't give a fuck. That no, it was so hard to stay awake. The, yeah, so hard. Three times, goddamn, three fucking times. Uh, I watched this on fucking Tubi, and every time a commercial came up, it was like a mercy in Mortal Kombat 3. It was like, oh, thank you for giving me another chance. Maybe a couple smacks in the face will get this shit together. Yeah. um, And the the monster who doesn't look good is played by Desi Arnaz Jr. Oh, I have no idea, uh, and it doesn't matter. This features an early version of one of my favorite stunts, and I didn't give a shit. I didn't care at all that they set this guy on fire. It's like, I wish they would have set the film on fire. (laughs) You know, uh, there are several lost films out there. I wish this was one of them, because this was fucking boring. Fucking boring. Yeah, ah, uh, fuck. Like, I was ready. I popped a few before I fucking watched this shit. And, like, I was ready. I've seen it before. So, I don't, I didn't remember much, honestly, but I knew it was just like, oh, yeah, it's a black and white movie. It's going to be just a bunch of people talking to each other and nothing really happens. And that's what those movies were. Some of them had iconic looks for some of the monsters or something, and that's why they're popular. I understand this one is known because Jean Carver. Jean, because I'm still fucking doing the Jean-Claude Van Damathon. This one is popular because John Carpenter fucking remade it. Uh, So, uh, I remade this one. uh... Yeah. Mr. C, is that you? Well, uh, no. Hi, Tom. It's uh, been a while. Been, been a while. Been a while since I could say I wasn't addicted. <laughs> 
and everything I can remember. But we will be talking about that, the remake of The Thing from Another World next week. Yeah, one of the greatest movies ever made. It's been on my list several, several times. Several lists. Yeah, I I mean, both of ours, and I remember I watched this not too many years ago when uh, Corey and I were like, oh, we're going to sit down and watch all the alien. (laughs) Oh, shit. He took on the form of Scud, but it wasn't really right. And we watched all the alien movies, and then I was just like, hey, man, have you ever seen John Carpenter's The Thing? And he said, no. And I was just, all right, well, you know, we're five movies in on this bullshit. Can we just not anymore and watch The Thing? And he did. And he said, God damn, boy. Tipped his cowboy hat and walked on out. <laughs> but yeah, this I mean it sucks. I don't know what the what the fuck it, Oh, it's a master class in people talking over each other. It yeah. who it's gives a, a good goddamn it's you know, oh it's one of my favorite. No, it's not. No. Hidden. There's no way. And there's no way I believe that. That you know. I said on my Facebook review, if you're even a little bit tired before you start this movie, you're not going to get far at all. Yeah, no, it was hard as shit to get through. My mom liked it. As I said, her and I, we watch all the uh, series reviews we do on the show or whatever. But uh, she was, oh, yeah, that guy. I know him from something and... Oh, I remember that face. So she enjoyed it. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Somebody got something out of it. It wasn't. No. But luckily, we have one of the greatest movies ever made next week. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me again. Definitely. Oh, he's saying it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes, it wasn't in my top 10 horror movies, wasn't in my top 10 movies of all time, but pretty sure it made my top 25 list. And there's a lot of movies out there, so that's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Can't wait to watch it again. I I don't even know if I have this on Blu-ray. Because that DVD they released was so good. That two-disc Anchor Anchor Bay used to be the fucking shit, dog. And that one they put out, I think I have the Scream Factory Blu-ray. I'm not sure, but... got the Universal Blu-ray when it first came out. Uh, I've never upgraded or whatever to, you know, something filled with extras or whatever. The movie's fucking good enough. Dude, that Anchor Bay was like jam packed with extras. I don't know. Like, if, like, I don't, I haven't even, if I have the fucking, if I upgrade it, it's not open. But, like, what else? Are you going to interview them again and them say the exact, oh, I thought about it now and I've been getting all these $40 bills at conventions and yeah, I like it a lot more. 
Like, what else are they going to fucking say? Like, that Anchor Anchor Bay Blu-ray was fucking jam-packed with fucking everything. I remember them being a documentary on that bitch and commentaries and shit. But we'll talk about we will dude i'm gonna like if i have both of them i'll pull them out and i'm anchor bay used to be raw as fuck sorry dog but those were the og triple ogs (sighs) you want to swing it in fucking new york city and spider-mans and shit no let's wait till next week so i can stay caught up on all that shit why i could talk about it and we could just move on all right in this one, Spider-Man fought Molten Man. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, shit, something happened. And then fucking Liz Allen, Mary Jane, they were released. He fought Molten Man again. And that was it. That was the episode. Tune in next week for another amazing episode of Spider-Man. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking. One of these days we'll hit a storyline that doesn't suck a dick, but until then, we got to deal with Molten Man. Hey, Joe, you like lists? Yeah, sure. I like lists. Do I just got a list? What was the list? Martial artists. Okay. Hey, so while Joe's writing the list, I just want to tell all you cool cats to head on over to dwnproductions.net. The Halloween season's coming up, and I'm just one man, and I can only make so much. So if you want custom shit to spook the children in your neighborhood, hit me up, dwn. T-W-N-P-R-O-D-L-L-C at gmail.com. Let me know what you want made, and I'll make it. Like I spilled the beans here. I said I'm interested in doing a reanimator shit, so I'll probably be preoccupied with that shit this week and maybe next. But Joe's back, and he has a fucking... Like, I seen shit flying up in the background, so I'm just going to say he chiseled the shit in stone, and we're going to talk about our top five martial artists of all time. Joe? Hey, Tom. Five. Uh, at number five, I... Because no list would be uh, correct without Bruce Lee. I got Bruce Lee just as the default. Uh, Should have been number one. You had a poster of the motherfucker in your room. He did five movies. So at number five, it is appropriate. Let me ask you this. You had the Bruce Lee poster in your room, yes? Yes. How many pictures of him would you say were on said poster? Maybe 21. So that's what, 42 eyes? Yes. 44. So 44 eyes, somewhere around there? 20, so they only count as one eye for each pair. Will they ever see you whack off? No. 
No. Did you ever disgrace Bruce Lee, Joe? I think I told you about this. I've mentioned it on the show that this is not something I did until later in life. It was not, you know, <laughs> it was not until a young lady wanted to see me perform said act that I did. And it's like, hey, this shit ain't so bad. What? Huh? What happened? Yeah, just what I said. I don't know. What? Huh? What happened? So you went to a punk rock club, you were drinking Pabst Blue Ribbons, and some gentle lady came up to you and said, Oi, you want to pull your prick in front of me, yeah? I've never been to New Zealand. So how did this just happen? Were you just like, yeah, I'll whack off onto you, you fuck. Louis C.K. got in trouble for this shit, but I'll do it for free, mate. No, but Louis C.K., I mean, they didn't ask him to do it. He would just, you know, hey, come upstairs for a meeting, and he would already be doing it. So how did Goofy Bitch say, I want to see you beat off, dog? Kind of like that, but without because <laughs> that wasn't common vernacular. It was, uh, what would it people say back then instead of dog? Manipulate. It wasn't homie. It wasn't. I don't remember what people would say. But anyway, Bruce Lee, number five. Tom, you're number five. You know, for a short show, this is fucking going on way too long. Hey, Joe, you ever heard of Michael Jai White? I have heard of Michael Jai White. He was Spawn, you know. He was. He was also Jackson Briggs from Mortal Kombat. Hmm? And he was also African-American dynamite, you know. He was. Al Simmons, number five. At number four, I have the star of the later... Uh, the fuck? It wasn't American. Anyway, it's Sasha Mitchell. Yeah. I can't remember any of the movies he was in right now. I just made it right now. Class of 1999, part two. Does she ever ask you to whack off on her? No, that she didn't. That's good. Number four, I have Robin Shue. Robin Shue. You may remember him from Mortal Kombat and... Mortal Kombat! Annihilation. He played Liu Kang. Hmm. He was also Chris Farley's brother in Beverly Hills Ninja. At number three, I have Cynthia Rothrock. We covered a few of her movies this past year. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a second, fuckface. You know, Robin Shue was in the Bloody Mary Killer. But you know who wasn't in the Bloody Mary Killer starring Cynthia Rothrock? Who is that? That's my number three, Joe. And that's... Yeah! JCVD. 
at number two, I have Jackie Chan. Probably the biggest star in the whole goddamn world. Uh, yes, definitely the biggest star known worldwide. You know, um, everybody loves him. He's Even- pretty goddamn offensive in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie, Joe. See, you just went and saw a movie that he was in just because he's in it. That's true. I thought I was going to see Rush Hour. What I got was a Jared from Subway home video. Would not recommend. It disgusted me, Joe. Come on. A lot of dead air. (laughs) What are we on? Where's my list? I I, I threw it for some reason. (sighs) Joe, they call him the player. Also, People call him the pussy surveyor. He's the women's pimp. He's Rudy Ray Moore, Joe. You haven't seen a motherfucker kick a motherfucker until you've seen Rudy Ray Moore kick a motherfucker. And you can't even deny that shit, Joe. Am I right? I'm right. I have Sammo Hung starred with Jackie Chan in a lot of movies when they were younger, but went on to do his own shit, like Mr. Vampire. If you haven't seen Mr. Vampire, it's a pretty good one. He was also in a TV show on CBS where he was a cop or something. This guy, you know, he don't look like your average martial artist. He's a fat dude. He can do all that fucking crazy, you know, kicking in the air and fucking tumbling and shit. His athleticism is tired. Samo, you, sir, A number one. For somebody who wanted old Bolio on our fucking flyer, I'm disappointed in you, Joe. Oh, but we don't do that. It's all right. You know, I brought up my number one many, many times in the past. And I always said, Joe, when he does his fucking kung fu karate shit, it always cracks me up. And that is Fred the Hammer Williamson with his bullshit ass martial arts karate. God bless you for having that much self-esteem to burn that shit into celluloid. Thank you for your service. And thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of the Boy Gob DWN's Horrible Car Crap Podcast. Yeah, go to fastcustomshirts.com, get some shirts, take it away and end it out with Boy Gob. DWN Productions. Dot net. Check out all my mask bus props, custom work. Halloween is coming up, so if you want something custom made, now would be the time. Maybe, maybe not, because I want to squeeze in a personal product. 
like I said before, but if you want something that's on the site or maybe not on the site in time for Halloween, now would be the time to hit me up. But besides that, literally thousands of shirt designs on fastcustomshirts.com. Rip yourself a legal bowl of marijuana and you can spend at least two hours on there going through all the fucking designs and seeing what the fuck is on there. So go to dwnproductions.net. Go to fastcustomshirts.com. But most of all, enjoy the rest of your fucking week. Try and stay alive if you want to. And we will see you back, maybe, if we stay alive. Next week, Sunday, maybe, at FastCustomShirts.com. No, here, wherever you're watching it. But, Joe, what? Boy, God, what? Boy, God. What? Boy, God. Oh,